Jacobs deGrom injury concerns persist after another stellar, albeit short, appearance. In a surprise move, Dallas Mavericks head coach Rick Carlisle has resigned. What led up to this decision and what does the future hold for the Mavericks? The NBA playoffs continue to impress Tuesday and Wednesday nights. I'll break down all the action from three incredible games. And finally, the Stanley Cup semifinals are kicking into full gear, heating up. We'll take a look at what you need to know about the two series currently going on in the National Hockey League. This is Tantalus Takes, and I'm going to jump right into my first story in Major League Baseball. Jacob deGrom, the best pitcher in baseball, and his injury concerns. So last night, Wednesday night, he exited the game against the Chicago Cubs with shoulder soreness. He left his, he left his last start with an elbow injury, which he got an MRI on, came back clean. Now it's the shoulder. So his whole arm is out of whack. He will get an MRI today, Thursday. As of yet, I have not heard about those results. Hopefully comes back clean. DeGrom was quoted as saying, this is frustrating. I want to be out there. And I'm sure the fans want him to be out there too. He has absolutely blown every single batter he's faced basically out of the water. Last night before exiting the game, he had eight strikeouts and an RBI in just three innings of play. And every time he's on the mound or at bat, it seems like he's the best player on the field. And he's definitely the best player on the Mets. I think he's, I've said it a hundred times, he's the best player in baseball. And you hate to see these types of injuries, especially for a pitcher, if it's their throwing arm, their throwing shoulder, their throwing elbow. These types of injuries can absolutely derail seasons. They can derail careers. And the multiple arm injuries is troubling because it seems like there could be a larger issue. It might not just be the elbow. It might not just be the shoulder. It could be something larger within his entire arm. That's not, you don't want to see that. So the, the injuries so far do not seem to be too serious. The MRI came back clean. DeGrom said he was not in significant pain or anything like that, but obviously the Mets want to be careful with their franchise player and they have to tread lightly to keep him healthy. They, I think they want to get to the all-star break with him at hundred percent. You got to keep him healthy to see if he can get a full season, try and win a Cy Young. And obviously for the playoff push and a possible postseason appearance, they need him. They absolutely need him to get anything done. Everybody knows that. Of course, a team needs their best player. So aside from the injury, he continued his incredible season in just three innings. He lowered his ERA to 0.54. He now has six RBIs and still only four runs allowed as a pitcher, which is just it's it's unfathomable the fact that he has more runs batted in than runs allowed and also he's up to 111 strikeouts in 67 innings video game numbers from DeGrom he is off to the best start ever that an MLB pitcher has ever gotten off off to in the modern game at least in the last 100 years a pitcher has not had a better start to their season than 2021 Jacob DeGrom and he's on pace to have the best season ever in modern baseball with hitters, the way that they are. And it appears he's not cheating either with substances, which seems like everybody and their mother's using a substance on the mound. Jacob deGrom has not, I haven't seen any evidence to suggest that he's using a substance on the mound. It is, it is. We are witnessing some history here, some serious baseball history. If you're a baseball nerd, like I am, this is very, very exciting. And I hope that he stays healthy. In the NBA, Mavericks coach Rick Carlisle, after 13 seasons with the team and a 2011 NBA championship, 
has decided to move on. He has 836 wins in those 13 seasons, which is third among active coaches in the NBA. Quote, I'm excited about the next chapter of my coaching career, Carlisle said. And Mavericks owner Mark Cuban said, quote, he was not only a good coach, but a friend. So it seems like no hard feelings there on either side between the head coach and the owner. Interestingly, today, Mavericks uh, president of basketball operations was let go by Mark Cuban, which may or may not have played into this, but it doesn't seem like Carlisle is the type of person to just randomly, not randomly, but in the, in the heat of the moment, resign, which seems like a pretty, pretty good position. I mean, you're coaching the Dallas Mavericks. So obviously um, Carlisle must have, have had the uh, inclination to move on, uh, search for a new opportunity, maybe a team that is closer to a championship or maybe a team that needs a few pieces and sort of a rebuild mode. So we'll see where he ends up. But it's definitely interesting because one thing I heard this offseason was for the Dallas Mavericks, besides re-signing Luka, that's and giving him the biggest possible contract you could ever give anybody because that's he's Luka Doncic. But a coaching change was possibly in the cards for this team, and now it is in the cards. Um, so I don't think Carlisle was the problem with this team. The problem with this team is that they don't have – anybody good besides Luka Doncic. Kristaps Porzingis is, was a non-factor in their series. And obviously against teams that have a superstar, two superstars, three superstars, you need help for your best player. So I think, I think number, number one priority this offseason now becomes finding a new head coach that your star player can work with. But number two priority needs to be finding help for Luka. And after the head coach, I think that becomes an even more important priority than the coach itself, because you, the coach provides stability, but the second player for Luka Doncic will actually impact the success of this team more. So it is a surprising move because Carlisle has been around the league. He's been an excellent coach, obviously third in wins among active coaches. And there's some incredible coaches out there. Doc Rivers, uh, Greg Popovich, or I don't know if they're one and two, but those would be my guesses for one and two. I mean, Popovich has got to be up there, but those there's some guys in this league that have been coaching and have had success. Carlisle is one of them. He's going to, whatever team lands him is going to, they're very lucky. And whoever Dallas hires is honestly pretty lucky too, because he's going to be in a great situation. He or she is going to be in a great situation. There's some female coaches out there that may get some, some traction for these jobs. You never know. Mark Cuban's a pretty progressive guy. So after a first round exit last year, the Mavericks need help for their superstar. They need to lock up their superstar and they need a new head coach now. See if they can make it past the first round. See if they can make it past the second round. Luka Doncic can be the best player on a championship team. He needs a coach and he needs help. So we'll see where that all leads. And I also am very excited to see what team gets to land Rick Carlisle because I think he's an excellent coach. So also in the NBA, but moving on to a little bit more of the specifics. On Tuesday night, I can find my notes. On Tuesday night in Brooklyn, against the Milwaukee Bucks. Kevin Durant went video game mode. Jacob DeGrom's in video game mode. Kevin Durant went video game mode. He went NBA 2K, NBA Jam. He was on fire. The rim was about this big. <laughs> 49 points, 17 rebounds, 10 assists, a triple-double. No Kyrie Irving. James Harden was a non-factor. I think he had about five points for James Harden. That's nothing. In a 114-108 Brooklyn Nets 
playoff victory to take a 3-2 series lead. There's this narrative out there that Kevin Durant cannot carry a team, that he needs all this help, he needs superstars, he can't do anything on his own. That's nonsense. I don't know who started that rumor, that rumor, that narrative. It is a rumor because it's not true. I don't know who started saying that or who believes that because they're dead wrong. Kevin Durant is a top 10 player all time. Kevin Durant is an MVP. He's won an MVP award. He's a scoring champion. He's a two-time NBA finals champion. Kevin Durant is one of the best players that's ever lived. He can carry a team. We've seen it everywhere he's been. He was the best player on the Oklahoma City Thunder. He's the best player they've ever had. He was the best player for two years on two championship teams with the Golden State Warriors. And he's the best player on this Brooklyn Nets team that's about to advance to the Eastern Conference Finals. Without his two star, his two co-stars, he took over against a defensive player of the year and another MVP on the other, on the other team for Milwaukee, John S. They, the, the Milwaukee Bucks were healthy and they couldn't stop him. They can't defend him. Nobody can defend KD. He's the greatest, in my opinion, the greatest, most unstoppable scoring NBA player ever. If you're seven feet tall, you can move like that. You could dribble like that, shoot like that. When he's healthy, he could be the best player in the league. So I don't know where this narrative came from that he can't carry a team. It's all, it's all nonsense. Kevin Durant is, he's that guy. He could do anything on the basketball court that you need him to do. He will help your team in a million different ways. So I don't know where these haters were, but they better be quiet now after that game on Tuesday night. He didn't have anything to prove. He, I think he's just out there playing basketball because he's good at it and he likes it and he likes to win. And he wants to win because that's what he gets paid to do. But if there were any haters that he wanted to, to quiet, I think they're pretty quiet right now. Because without his help, he put up a 50-point triple-double and beat one of the best teams in the entire league with one of the best players in the entire league. So that's that. I think they're going to take game six and they're making the finals. I mean, when they get healthy, who's stopping this team? They have three, three all-stars. But Katie's that dude. And we, I've known that. I don't know who hasn't known that, but you better know it. Last night, another guy who has doubters and maybe that's more deserving. I think a little bit more deserving than Kevin Durant, Paul George. He, I think, silenced a lot of doubters last night. Los Angeles Clippers, Utah Jazz. Clippers take a 119-111 victory. Third straight win. That series is now 3-2 LA. And Paul George, without Kawhi Leonard, so he was running the show last night, Paul George was. 37 points, 16 rebounds, and five assists in the W. Marcus Morris stepped up, 25 points, and Reggie Jackson had 22. But it seems like Paul George had a, a good playoff game for the first time ever. When was the last time Paul George stepped up like that in the, in the postseason? And if, if he keeps playing like this, you get Kawhi back, and those guys are both elite on both sides of the court. This team is elite. This is a top three team if Paul George plays like, like playoff P, not pandemic P. So game six is Friday tomorrow night in Los Angeles. And if, if playoff P is out there, this team is legit. And if Kawhi, he has a knee injury, I don't know how severe it is. 
but he's going to be back for this playoff series or this series or the next series. When these two guys are healthy, that's as good of a duo as there is in the entire league. Especially now against whoever wins this series, Utah or LA, they're going up against a Phoenix team that may be without their best player, Chris Paul, because of his COVID exposure, his COVID health and safety nonsense with the NBA. I guess he never got his vaccine. So I think at this point, whoever wins the Clippers Utah series looks like they're making the finals. Unless Devin Booker goes, he turns into Michael Jordan or Chris Paul comes back. But if, it, if we get playoff P and we get a healthy Kawhi, I think this team is the favorite to come out of the West. Moving on to the Eastern Conference, also last night, the Philadelphia 76ers had another disappointing playoff performance against an Atlanta Hawks team that is apparently really good and no one realized. At one point, the 76ers led by 26 points. At halftime, they were up by 22. Yet, Atlanta came back and won the game, led by 39 points from Trey Young. Trey Young is a superstar. It is, it is certified that he is a legitimate superstar in the NBA at this point. He is one of the best point guards in the entire league, one of the best scorers. He's mastered the James Harden style of play where he's a great shooter and he's an excellent free throw shooter. So if he can draw the fouls, you can't leave him open. But if you guard him too closely, he's going to get fouls called. Either way, he's going to put the ball in the bucket and those points count. So the Hawks are very dangerous. They have a great point guard and they surrounded him with pretty good talent, good shooters, Bogdanovich. They have, they have a solid team. And I think Nate McMillan is also one of the greatest stories of the entire season. That's kind of gone under the radar. Once they, once the Hawks switched to him as their permanent head coach, they made the jump from a bad team to a really good playoff team. Obviously they're contenders. They, they could make the Eastern conference finals. They're one win away from that. Who would have thought that coming into the season? And especially who would have thought that when they made this coaching change? So my hat's off to Nate McMillan and my hat's off to Trey Young. Both of these guys have really stepped up. They, it's a match made in heaven, apparently. And the Hawks are really good. Trey Young is an incredible, an incredible basketball player. And he put, he put the NBA on notice. I mean, coming out of college, people had doubts about him. He, didn't, he wasn't an all-star this year. He missed the, the vote on that, although he put up great numbers. He was an all-star last year. So he, you know, he gets a lot of media hate and people, the fans and everything. It's all politics in, in the NBA, but Trey Young's a superstar. He's an incredible player, and he shows up when it matters, as you can see. In the National Hockey League, Tampa Bay, after dropping game one at home, took game two, four goals to two against the Islanders. The defending champs got a lucky break on their game-tying goal to tie it at one with a missed too many men on the ice call, which upset Barry Trotz, Islanders head coach Barry Trotz. And I think the momentum from that, as well as the home crowd and just the talent on their team, uh, those all combined to carry Tampa Bay to the finish line for their series evening win. And 
I think Tampa Bay is the best team remaining of these four teams, Tampa, New York Islanders, Montreal Canadiens, and Las Vegas Golden Knights, which I will talk about next. Tampa Bay won the Stanley Cup last year. They were without Nikita Kucherov, their best player, their best point scorer this whole season. And now he's back for the playoffs. So their Stanley Cup winning roster is essentially intact again and healthy. I don't think there's a team in the league that can stop this Tampa Bay team. But the Islanders are going to try. They have a lot of talent. They could win this series because anything could happen. Barry Trotz is an excellent head coach. He proved that with the Washington Capitals when he won a Stanley Cup not that long ago. But I think after their win last night, they will carry the lightning, I should say, after their win last night, will carry their momentum into Nassau Coliseum and take this series from the Islanders in, I'd say, six games. I don't see New York taking more than two from this very solid and stacked lightning team. And on the other side of this NHL bracket, the other two remaining teams, Montreal Canadiens, which no one expected to make it this far, and Las Vegas, one of the powerhouses in the league. Last night, Montreal won game two, three goals to two to even the series at one. 29 saves from Carey Price, who is having an, an incredible, uh, just magical resurgence here for the Canadians. I mean, he was a great goalie 10 years ago for them or however long ago. Uh, and I thought he was pretty washed up at one point, but he's, he's an un, he complete underdog team and he's an underdog playoff hero for them. And they, this team plays well together. They don't have one standout star, really, at least not at least not outside of their goaltender and just they go out they they play scrappy and they want to win. And I think this series carry price in one net Mark Andre Fleury in the other net. This is a battle of the goaltenders. There's not going to be a lot of goals scored in these games. And I think that's why this series, this series could go either way. I don't, I don't really even have a favorite for who could win this series because carry price has played so well. Marc-Andre Fleury has been one of the best goalies ever since he entered the league in the NHL. So game three tomorrow night in Montreal, that atmosphere must be absolutely crazy. They're finally starting to expand some of the fan capacity. So not only are the tickets absolutely bananas in terms of prices, I mean, thousands of dollars to get these tickets. You can't get these tickets. And uh, Montreal has not had a successful team in a long time. So that's going to be really interesting to see just that atmosphere. I mean, playoff hockey in Canada, it doesn't get better than that. So I think just whatever goalie has a better series and then how much help they get, they're not going to need much help, but whoever gets more help uh, is going to decide this series. Um, if I had to pick a, if I had to pick a team to advance, so Tampa Bay in the East, I want to see Montreal advance. And I think they have a really solid chance, but I think this series goes to seven. So they're going to have to win at least one, one or two more games on the road, I think, to, to get this done. So we'll see if Montreal has that in them. And we will have defending champion Tampa Bay Lightning versus underdog Montreal Canadiens. So that's all I have today to talk about in the sporting world. A few different interesting stories and um, some very pivotal, just big time, big light series going down in 
multiple leagues. Baseball season is kicking up to the all-star break too. We only have about 20 more games until that happens. It's always the midsummer classic, of course. So we'll see how that uh, shapes out with all the all-star voting is going to really pick up soon. So that's something I'm going to be talking about soon as well. Keep an eye out for that. And uh, thanks for watching.